the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Amen. Good morning to my People's Baptist Church family. Good morning to our guests and, and friends, both in the sanctuary, if you're here, or online. But it's such a delight to be together as the people of God to worship our great God. He has been so good to us that every day that we're alive, we regard as a gift from him. And so we come to worship him and to give him the glory and praise. It's not about us, it's about him. The title of the message today is Follow Me. And the reason for choosing this particular uh, topic and verse of scripture is that we had a baptism this, this morning, just before the, the service. And I wanted to make clear what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Most people in the world do not know where they are going. There's no direction to their lives. They get out of bed each morning and muddle through the day with no real expectation of getting anywhere or accomplishing anything. Deep down, many feel that they should be getting somewhere, but feel trapped by their circumstances. Some become frustrated angry and depressed and turn to alcohol, drugs, food, and other addictions as a way of escape. Others take an I-don't-care attitude and even use humor as a way of dealing with the humdrumness of living and getting nowhere. Some of the statements we see on t-shirts and bumper stickers strike us as humorous, but there's more truth in them than we care to admit. For example, I saw sometime the words on one t-shirt which said, don't follow me, I'm lost. So Jesus knew that one of the biggest problems that would face humanity is the lack of direction and purpose in living due to 
man's sinful nature. So time and time again, he said to individuals, follow me. He said it to Peter and Andrew by the Sea of Galilee. He said it to the rich young ruler. He said, sell what you have, give it to the poor, and come follow me. And in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 9, we read, as Jesus was walking along, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. And in Mark 8, 34 through 37, we read, Then Jesus, calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, which means the gospel, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? There are two points that I want to make this morning. I normally do three or more. But I think two is sufficient. And the first point is, anyone who says, follow me, knows where he or she is going. On many occasions before the advent of GPS, I've been lost, traveling perhaps in a a different state, or even in, in this state, and had to stop and ask someone for directions. Sometimes they gave incorrect directions, and sometimes they made the directions so complicated that they only confused me. But I was ever so grateful when someone said, I'm going in that direction, follow me. When Jesus says, follow me, he wants to take us exactly where we need to go. He knows the way. He knows the dangers along the way. He knows just how to get us to our divine destination. Jesus said in John 10, 27 and 28, My sheep know my voice, and I know them. They follow me, and I give them eternal life so that they will never be lost. No one can snatch snatch them out of my hand. Jesus has a plan for every life, which can only be realized by following him. The Greek word translated follow comes from the same root word as road. In other words, to follow is to share the same road. So when you follow Jesus, you will never be alone. You will never get lost along life's highway. For he shares the same road with us. And he has promised that he would never leave nor forsake those whose faith is in him. 
He tells us in John 3, 35 and, and 36. He says, the Father loves the Son and has put everything in his hands. And anyone who believes in God's Son has eternal life. Not will have, but has eternal life. And anyone who doesn't obey the Son will never experience eternal life, but remains under God's angry judgment, or as the King James Version says, condemnation. But the second point I want to make is that anyone who says, follow me, is more interested in where you are going than where you are coming from. Jesus is more interested in our future than he is in our past, because you can't do anything about your past. With Jesus, it is not where you have been that matters, but where you are going. Not whether you have fallen, but whether you will get up. Not whom you have hurt in the past, but whom you will help in the future. When Jesus said to Matthew, follow me, he knew all about Matthew's past, his sins, his failures, his hurts. But he was not as concerned about Matthew's past as he was about what Matthew would uh, become by following him into the future. Now this is an approach that is being used by a school of therapists known as reality therapy, founded by Dr. William Glasser. Reality therapists say that it is futile to keep rummaging in a person's past, getting them to talk about yesterday's failures and to recall how the world or society has mistreated them. These are Dr. Glass's words. He says, without denying that the patient has an unsatisfactory past, we find that to, to look for what went wrong does not help him. What good comes from discovering that you are afraid to assert yourself because you had a domineering father? Both a patient and therapist can be aware of this historical experience. They can discuss it in all of its ramifications for years, but the knowledge will not help the patient assert himself now. Some years ago, I was talking with a successful professional woman who had experienced horrendous sexual abuse growing up in her family. In spite of her success, she was held in bondage by her past, which she could not let go of. She had struggled for years to liberate herself of the painful memories, but was unsuccessful. This resulted in frequent bouts of depression and thoughts even of suicide. She was a prisoner of her past. I was able to share with her the hope for deliverance that can be found in Jesus Christ. I told her that Jesus can help her to close the door on the past that made her a hostage and a victim. She gave her life to Jesus Christ and became a changed person. 
You see, past hurts, blunders, mistakes, and failures need not have a stranglehold on our life if Christ Jesus is in charge. Search the pages of the New Testament and you will be surprised to discover how little time Jesus spent allowing people to expand on their burdened past. When the woman taken in the act of adultery was brought to Jesus, the Pharisees wanted to pronounce death sentence on her according to the Jewish law. And when Jesus asked if anyone had not sinned, that they should cast the first stone, they all disappeared. And Jesus did not try to explore the circumstances that led her to her sin. He simply took her by the hand and said, Go now and leave your life of sin. When Nicodemus came to Jesus, shackled by Jewish legalism, the encounter recorded in John chapter 3, 1 through 3, says, There was a man named Nicodemus who was a Pharisee and a Jewish leader. One night he came to Jesus and said, Rabbi, we know that God has sent you to teach us. You could not work these miracles unless God were with you. And Jesus replied, I tell you for certain that you must be born from above before you can see God's kingdom. Notice he did not spend time, you know, uh, talking about um, all that he, he knew in the past. But he said in the, in the King James Version and the New International Version, you must be born again. It's the story of the prodigal son is a classic example of how God deals with men and women who have failed. The prodigal son, who had messed up his life by sinful living, never got to recite to his father the speech he had so carefully memorized. The father was not interested in the details of his son's sinful life. His son's return was enough. It was an indication of his, of his penitence and his desire for forgiveness and restoration. The father's forgiveness was seen in, in his ordering his servants to put a ring on his finger, a robe on his back, shoes on his feet, and restoration to full status as a son. As if you have strayed from, from God's pathway, all you need to do to get back into fellowship with him is to ask for his forgiveness and you will receive it. To be forgiven is to rise up and follow Jesus, leaving the sins of the past behind. Follow me, says Jesus, to each of us listening to this message. This is our marching orders. Follow me, is what he's saying to People's Baptist Church. It comes also as a command. Follow me in your every action, your every decision, your every everything that you do, and I will prosper you as a, as a church. Let my agenda be your agenda. Let my revealed will in the scriptures direct and guide you. Follow me. To follow Jesus is to face and embrace the future, not being stuck in the past, not being 
held captive by the familiar. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Anyone who belongs to Christ is a new person. The past is forgotten and everything is new. And in Philippians 3, 13 and 14, Paul says, Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. To follow Jesus means not being a hindrance to the direction he wants to lead us going forward as a church. It means keeping an open mind to follow in the direction that God is leading, not what you want or what you feel is good for the church, but really to find out what God wants for his church. We need to remind ourselves often that this is not our church. It is God's church, and he directs and guides us in the way that we should go. To follow Christ means putting his interest before yours. It means removing self from the throne of your life and replacing it with Jesus. If I am lost and not getting anywhere, and Jesus says, follow me, and I will give you a fulfilled life, a life with purpose, an abundant life, would I not be the biggest fool to reject such an offer? But that is what so many people do. They reject God's offer of a new life, of salvation, of a relationship with him, and of an eternity which will never end. I really believe that most of us still sell ourselves short. We are so accustomed to thinking negatively about ourselves and our circumstances that we are unwilling to give God the chance to change us and to make us into his own image. God can transform the worst among us from paupers to princes, from sinners to saints, from ordinary persons to extraordinary persons. Centuries ago, Jesus issued his call to Matthew, come, follow me. And he's still calling men and women, boys and girls, to come, follow me. Come, leave your life of sin behind. Learn of me and I will give you a new life that is worth living. Come, be my disciple. Duplicate my attitudes, my love, my mercy, and my concern for lost persons. Come and begin right now to experience the presence of God in your life. Come while there is still time. Come with all your sins and your failures and be washed clean and made righteous through my sacrifice for you. When we consider what Jesus left to come and rescue us, it ought to make us eternally grateful. He left his throne in glory. He left the applause of angels. He left the chants of cherubims and the songs of seraphims. He left the purity of the Father's presence to come to our sinful world, to share our sufferings, to die on a cross for our sins, so that he could extend to each of us the royal invitation, 
Come, follow me and experience eternal life. This is what grace is all about, my brothers and sisters. And it is God's grace that lifts us up when we are down. It is God's grace that comforts us when we sorrow, that strengthens us when we are weak, that gives us hope when we are discouraged. It is God's grace that gives us courage to face the storms of life, that directs our footsteps along life's journey, that supplies us with answers to our prayers, that opens doors which no one can close, and forgives our sins when we ask his forgiveness. Jesus knows that without his grace, our burdens would be too heavy to bear, our trials would be too hard to tolerate, our sorrows would be too great to survive, our nights would be too lonely to endure, our hearts would be too broken to heal, and our fears would be too fierce to overcome. When we follow Jesus, he promises that his grace would, be, would always be sufficient for whatever circumstances we are facing. He tells us that his grace will be sufficient regardless of what we may be dealing with, regardless of what disappointment we may encounter, regardless of how rough the road we may be traveling, regardless of the demands that may be upon us, regardless of the shortcomings we may have, regardless of our physical disabilities, regardless of our personal hardships, or regardless of our, of our past, of what our past may have been. To those of us who have decided to follow Jesus, as these candidates did this morning, he promises to be the fountain of our joy, the source of our comfort, the solution to our problems, the wisdom of our decisions, the giver of our blessings, the delight of our soul, the builder of our faith, and the healer of our body. And I love that hymn which says, My Jesus, I love thee. I know thou art mine. For thee all the follies of sin I resign. My precious Redeemer, my Savior art thou. If ever I love thee, my Jesus, tis now. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.